Hey passengers, welcome to She Who Does Not Hear. I'm your co-host Natasha Knight, your favorite 30-something overprotective millennial big sis, reacclimating back to life in the U.S. And I am your co-host Veronica Desire, a 20-something Gen Z mom, wife, and social worker, but overall I'm an all-around hot mess. Think of us as your two favorite conductors of the Hot Mess Express. We invite you as passengers on our journey navigating life and sharing our experiences, where we discuss real-world application to the wisdom and sayings from our childhood. Hey, passengers. Welcome back to another episode of She She Who Does Does Not Hear. So for today's saying, we are going to talk about you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And that is the... I guess that's the clean American version of the actual saying that we grew up with. Yeah, our grandma was very rough and tough. So, you know, she said what she said. You know, it's, I'm, I apologize in advance. It's a little um, racist. It's uh, definitely racist. It's, it's, it's <laughs> she was racist. definitely racist. Yes, but um, she would say that you could coax a nigga to cook, but not, but not to eat. eat. And I guess that was her way of trying to say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. The only time she ever really said that to us is, you know, when we wouldn't do what she wants that she felt was best for us, right? Yeah, so take it away, Veronica. When was the first time that you could remember hearing the thing, like actually hearing it? So I have a picture memory of it. I don't really have... The first situation that, like, she told me about it. Um, One of kind of the things I remember in picture is we go to a college and, um, you know... To go on campus, Go on campus. Mm -hmm. And she's telling my mom that, oh, you shouldn't let her go on campus. There's no reason that she should do this. And my mom is like, I can't do anything about it. Like, I can't stop her from going on campus. I'm not funding her the money. She got her own money from scholarship. She's doing everything like this is her choice. And my grandma was basically, you know, saying like, no, it's not her choice. It's your choice. Um, And she just was telling, she told my mom, and I remember being there because like they was acting like I wasn't there and I was literally right there. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) talking about you in front of you. In front of me. Okay. (laughs) But she was like, my grandma said, oh, you could cook, uh, cook some nigga to, because my grandma had a really strong, Roatan Honduran accent. Yes. So she's like, oh, you cooks cooks a nigga to cook but not eat. And so I'm hearing it with that. And I'm like, at the table, I'm like, what is she talking about? I'm like, this. Because she's always said it. She's always said it. But it's never, ever makes sense. So even now, I'm like 18. And I'm like, what is the point of saying this in this, in this regard? Like, how does this compare to the saying like how does this have anything to do with the saying and i think from that point on is when i started like paying attention to when she said it Mm -hmm. to try to figure out like what has the saying for the last 18 years of my life actually fucking met yeah and it's you can lead a horse to water but you can't Can't make make a drink i was like yeah how's it um what about you so for me i think the first time i was a teenager and you know how it was every Every summer we would do Sunday school. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it was. We would do Sunday school. And I remember specifically, I hated her church. I think we all hated her church. Her church church was was just, it was a very unpleasant experience. Very unpleasant. And I just remember that this time me and our cousin, 
me and her were super tight kind of like sisters because we're like how many weeks apart like two or three weeks yeah. apart Literally. like no real distance of of age right i think she's like two or three weeks older than me but basically her and i were teenagers by this point i think we're like 14 years old veronica is like how old were you then you were probably like eight years old mm-hmm. and this so weekend man, specifically yeah. i remember we couldn't stand sunday school and this weekend our aunt our tia wanted to take us and she lived you know farther up and she wanted to take us for that weekend so we can do fun things and we can go to the pool and we can have dinner and we were like yes we get to swim instead of going to grammy's shitty church (laughs) and so i remember grammy telling her and she tried to convince me and our cousin like oh you know you guys don't want to go right you guys want to do it another time you guys don't want to have fun like you guys you guys find more enjoyment and more fun going to sunday school because that's what you should be doing and we were like no like both of us said no i remember because we're teenage girls and she was like oh you can coax you can you can lead a horse to water let me change it sorry you can lead a horse to water but Mm -hmm. you can't make it drink that's like the clean version right and i was like no this has nothing to do with that because like i didn't really understand it and then my mom was thinking and thinking and thinking and i was like what the fuck is she talking about and i was like oh she actually thinks this is good for us like we tell her we're miserable at her church and she really thinks that's what's best for us like mm-hmm. it's best for us every single sunday to go to sunday school like, and the thing is you could have changed church you could have changed churches it could, we could have gone to another church another and church it. and enjoyed and it and she just did it and just she felt like her church was the best it was so it was the worst it experience was so bad. it was very traumatizing just like everything about it i mean like church church in general was traumatizing but i feel like that that church was, was just especially. so bad and the thing is like normally the thing i love about church is because we would always go to baptist church yeah is it supposed to be spiritual yeah and soulful and it's like you're supposed to be like really hearing them say yeah oh my goodness the choir just terrible so it was just so bad it was just an overall I was like the whole thing was just a no yeah um just so bad but anyways so i digress so that was the first time that i heard it and then when i really understood it was when i oh yeah i was also in college that's so funny she always does this when we're going to college but i remember i was in college and i made the decision that i wanted to travel to germany for the three months to do Mm -hmm. the study abroad because i said i really want to move after i graduate and i don't want to pick up and move my shit two weeks after graduation if i really can't see myself there because i'm constantly going back just as a what is it called that's a tourist as a visitor you're literally just it's just to party and to club you know what i mean and to have Mm -hmm. fun you're not experiencing like what it actually is because i couldn't even say what the real differences were outside of the language and the fact that it was very hustle and bustle when mommy was like oh so like why do you want to move to germany and i'm like what are the differences between there and here and i'm like uh she's like it's not a good sign that means you need to spend more time there mm-hmm. so you have to figure out a way to spend more time there and then i found out about the study abroad and i was like this is a perfect thing i can be there for three months Mm-hmm. And I really, like, get to totally engulf myself and see, like, am I miserable? Do I feel homesick? If I feel extremely homesick, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it specifically in the summertime because, you know, I grew up here in the south in Florida. I don't, I didn't want to deal with the winter. Like, because mm-hmm. the winter was fun, but I was like, I'll see first, like, how this is, and then I'll be able to deal with the winter. Because the first time I traveled was winter. And I remember 
I was so excited about this program and I was totally preparing for it. And mommy had told Grammy that I was gonna be going abroad for three months. And Grammy was like, why? Why are you letting her go by herself for such an allotted amount of time? She already takes a lot of time traveling to Europe on her own. And you don't know what's going to happen to her. Have you not seen the movie Taken? And because at this time, obviously, Taken had come out. And I remember she was like, oh, it's very dangerous there. Mind you, she never spent a day in her life in Europe. So she doesn't even know what it's like. And Taken wasn't even in Germany, but go off. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, basically, she's like, why are you going to let her do that? Plus, she wants to move there. No, she can't do that. She has to stay where you want her to stay. And mommy was like, no, listen. I want her to live her life in the way she sees fit. I'm going to miss her terribly, but I told her if she wants to make this decision that she needs to go there for like a longer amount of time and then come back and see the differences and see if it's something that she even really truly wants. The only reason I heard the conversation anyways, Veronica, is because of the fact that I was in the room across and I had put my ear to the wall. Because you are always <laughs> eavesdropping. Always. Because then I wanted to hear what she was saying. And Grammy, and then I remember at some point Grammy goes, because, you know, mommy's like pushing back a lot and fighting. And Grammy goes, well, you know what? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Mind y'all, this is the clean, non-racist version. She said what she said. <laughs> she said what she said. And I remember I was so pissed off. I stormed out of the room and I slammed the door and I left. And after like an hour later, mommy spoke to me. And she was like, uh, why did you do that? Were you listening to our conversation? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Listen, I'm happy that you stuck up for me. But it really, really hurt my feelings. And the fact that she's trying to say that I don't know how to make my own decisions for life. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm 22 years old. I'm a grown woman. I've traveled there before, blah, blah, blah. And mommy's like, she cut into me. She's like, listen, I trust you. But she's just trying to look out for you. Because at the end of the day, I'm her daughter and you're her granddaughter. So she doesn't want anything to happen to you. She's worried about you. And she's also worried that I'm making the wrong decision as a mother. But I trust my gut instinct and I trust my child and I know who you are. And I remember later on, I was thinking about the phrase, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I'm like, what is the correlation with that saying in my situation? How does it even tie in together? And I was like, oh my gosh, she really thinks that that's the right decision and that what that's when I started to like actually understand Grammy because you know with her overbearing ways like I would constantly take offense to it you know how I was I was yeah. constantly defensive and I was always like what's wrong with her blah 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 but it took that moment for me to like actually see that most of her actions stemmed from her actually just being a mother yeah and she's you know a worry wart she's someone that is also very controlling mm -hmm. naturally and so she's going to be as controlling as she can and give you the advice that she can in her way that best suits her possible and in her defense you know a lot of things do happen when you go abroad a lot of things can happen for even me with me going to college and living on campus mm -hmm. um, there are so many negative things that can happen but the hard thing for her was because she's an exceedingly controlling person and she truly believes that what she's doing or what she believes is correct and that what our mom was doing was just insane because yeah. mommy's allowing in her words you're allowing them to do this yes mind you at this point we're we're adults yes we are full-blown like at least in the eyes of the law mm -hmm. full-blown adults and 
our mom raised us to be fearless, to have our own voice, to be responsible, to think for ourselves, to do for ourselves, and most importantly, to be able to take care of ourselves. And my grandma is like, this is not what's supposed to happen. You're going to see and that this is wrong. She's like, you know, doesn't want us to be hurt. But she's like, you guys are going to see that this is not the thing that they they should be doing. Yeah. And I also want to talk about a little bit like how important it is that the whole leading the horse to water thing. That phrase, I think, is important because sometimes you need to just lead the horse to water. You can't always make the horse drink. And we're lucky about you know, these two examples that in this moment, we didn't drink the water, proverbial water, you Mm -hmm. know, that we didn't learn the lesson that she thought we would have to learn. Mm -hmm. But there has definitely been times where someone has led me to the water and I didn't drink and I ended up drinking it later because I got hit on my ass with it. So body slams, right? Like, yeah, like body slam by that. Like, I know for me, one of the times that people were trying to lead me to water for my benefit Mm -hmm. and I did not listen was when it came to my professional career. So when I just started out as a social worker, you know, I love people. I love helping people. (laughs) I had a lot of energy and I would bring so much energy to work. And I worked at the time, my first big girl social work job Mm -hmm. was working at a clinic with people that were addicted to opioids. Mm -hmm. And my boss, she was awesome. She was, even to this day, like I adore her. She was one of the best bosses I've ever had. And she's seeing me bring all this energy and caring about all these people and doing so much. And she's like, hey, I love what you're doing. I love your energy. I love your passion. But you need to understand that the way you're going, you're going to get hurt. Like, don't put too much into this because one at the end of the day it's still a job Mm -hmm. and a lot of these people they're going to disappoint you Mm -hmm. they're going to take advantage of you and they're going to try to get you to bend over backwards for them and they won't do even half of the things that you're helping them with or you're asking them to do for their benefit and so for me I'm like no that's not true you know this isn't going to happen and at that time I was doing both counseling and case management so I'm counseling these people but I'm also doing case management which if anyone knows case management you're like basically building their life again from the ground up or helping them with whatever it is that they need to start from like square one then yeah or whatever whatever is going on with their life whatever problem they need fixed like they're coming to you and you're trying to fix it okay um and And so with that, you know, I am believing in the good in people and I'm like, you know, certain clients, especially that I'm, I gelled with, I'm like, no, they're going to care so much. They're going to put in the work. You know, I think they're going to do great. They're going to be appreciative. Yeah. They're going to be appreciative. And that just was not the case. And as time went on, I was getting burnt out. I was breaking my back. I was doing long hours and I would take the work home. And my husband, God bless his whole, you know, he's a wonderful person, but he doesn't understand why I cared so much. He's like, you know, why are you giving so much to these people? He's a very black and white person. So he's like, it's either I'm giving you this. And if you don't want this, you're taking that. And if you don't want that, you're not getting anything. He's like, I'm not going out of my way for you. (laughs) He listen, unless even if he loves you, he's like, I'm giving you what you need or what you're going to take. I'm not about to go above and beyond and go over the hill and then go through the mountains and go through. He's not doing all of that. He's like one and done. So me coming home with all of this 
anxiety and emotions and telling him everything, he's like, you need to stop. Yeah. And at the end of the day, although I didn't want to hear what any of them had to say, I got to a point where I was completely burned out. I didn't have any energy for myself. I was anxious. I was getting depressed. Like it was just too much for me. And then it clicked in my head, like, you know, all these people are trying to lead you to the path. They're leading you to water. Even my, my coworkers and my boss is trying to tell me exactly how to do things to where I'm still helping people Mm -hmm. and I won't get burnt out and I'm not listening to them because I'm just like no it's my way you know I just came from I just came from school so I'm like oh you know I'm putting all the practices that I learned from Mm -hmm. school and everything all the textbook stuff into place where textbook application and real world application are two different things yeah and so you thought you felt like you were going to be the exception, right? Like to yeah. the rule that even though they're telling you like, hey, this is going to happen. This is how they're going to behave. This is what you're going to do. And this is like the end result. You're like, I'm going to be the exception. And that's what I always think. I'm like, <laughs> I am the exception to it all. Like I will fight. I will beat the odds. And I didn't. I didn't beat the odds. So that's what it was like for me. How do you think it's affected you in, I guess, a more negative way in like the way it was the way that you can lead a horse to water, Mm -hmm. but you can't make it drink? How do you feel like that's affected you? So you mean like in a, in a way that it like makes a bit more sense, not like, oh, it's water that I didn't need to drink, but like yes, water that I had exactly. to drink. Okay. So I think for me, it was with my friend. It was one of my five best friends, right? And one in particular, I absolutely love and adore her. Obviously, I know that part of my overbearing personality is that I have this slight control because, I mean, I've done a lot of work, obviously, to try to work on that, but I think I'm just naturally bossy. That's yes, just who I am. naturally controlling, yes. And any of you can attest to how I was in the past is definitely very controlling, very bossy, very much so my way or the highway. It was given Grammy. It was given Grammy. Grammy. It was (laughs) given like my way or the highway Mm -hmm. without even giving enough logic behind it. Like, because you know, when you give logic behind it, it makes sense when you're like, oh, this is why this needs to go this way. But anyway, so I remember with one of my best friends in particular, I was at a point where I wasn't really seeing her go in a particular direction of where I think would be best for her, right? And I would try to lead her. And because, you know, that's like what mommy would do with us constantly. And mommy was always like, you know, she would teach us that when you love someone, whether they're your siblings, your friends, your partner, you want to try to push them and make sure that they're living so they're to their best, best potential, potential yeah. right? And and if they tell you, hey, this is what I'm passionate about, you push them to get towards it. Like you teach them how to research, be a bit more resourceful among other things. So here I am trying to do that and everything. And every time we get into these deep conversations, conversations and I feel like okay I'm getting you know somewhere with her because she has like a a wall up and I feel like okay now I've kind of like penetrated this wall that she has up she understands it a bit and I'm talking about it I would realize very quickly like oh shit she doesn't because like in the end let's say like I don't know a week later you know how I am I'll like to do a follow-up call and be like hey so how's it going with the project or whatever and she's not where you want her to be at that time at that time and there she is. So there's like nothing, right? And I'm getting super frustrated because I'm like putting so much energy and trying to get her to where she said she wanted to be in life. And I had to realize that I, I can lead her to the water, but if she's not ready to drink for whatever reason or soak that up and like deal with whatever, you know, past traumas or whatever she's dealing with, because essentially we only know what people choose to share with us. Yeah. We never really know more than that. They have to be comfortable disclosing that. And so I'm getting frustrated not thinking about what challenges she's ha- she has has to get past that point and I remember I was arguing with mommy about it and I was like oh my gosh like I should just dump her as a friend because she's not doing this and she's not doing that and mommy was like wait stop 
she's her own person. You know, everyone is different. She was like, look at you, look at Veronica, look at Leticia. You guys are all very different people, even though you grew up in the exact same house with me and your father at home. So look at that and look at Veronica and how both of you are the most similar between the three of you girls. However, you're still vastly different. And um, with the way that you guys think about things, the way that you guys go about things, the way that you guys approach things, or the way that you think and the way that you feel, right? We, um, we, we're we night and day. Yeah, Lived in day. the same house, everything, but our, our mindsets are just completely different because we are different people. We're different people and that's the thing. And so you can't always curb so much of a mindset. And so she was like, even though both of you are Libras, you know, you guys are all about the scales and justice and helping people or whatever. Overall, you guys approach things completely differently. So just like you'd approach things this way with your friend does not mean that Veronica would do that. And so she's just like, you know, you need to give your friend that same grace. Like, and remember that she's your friend. You're trying to help her and be supportive. And what for you is the best course of action to take or how you'd best receive certain information is physically not the same way that somebody else would. So she was like, I can see from conversations on my own with her that she's not there yet. And so she was just like, you know, give her time. And and I think what's really important is the fact that a lot of people get so offended when their advice is not taken. Mm-hmm. And the issue is that, yeah, you actually might have the perfect advice for this person. This advice might take the person to the next level, but if they're not ready, they're not ready. And it can feel sometimes that, you know, you're saying all these things and you taught them all these things and, you know, you're thinking, oh, they're gonna implement them, but that's not the case. Think of a child or even me, for instance, like our parents and so many family members have told me and you so many things and have imparted so much wisdom on us and said things that could have taken us to where we wanted to go a lot quicker but we were genuinely not ready for whatever the reason was Mm -hmm. and it can have a possibility of failing but for me I really feel like this saying is very different from others in the sense that you should continue leading people you know to drink that water you should continue leading the horse to drink that water because at some point you know, they're going to be able to hear it, hopefully, and telling them certain things that they need to hear and being honest with them up front, even when they're not ready, they'll hear that voice in their head later. And you don't have to coddle them because sometimes, you know, you got to give advice without expecting people to take it. I used to be really offended by that. And even one of our aunts, she's like, I'm not giving you any more advice because you're not going to take it. And I was upset at her. And it's her right to not give advice. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely her right to not give advice. And then on the flip side, I'd be upset at people not taking my advice. And I had to decide like, okay, is this advice that I'm going to give you so important that regardless if you're going to hear it now or not, you need to hear it? Or is it just something that I've said over and over again? Like I, we have someone in our life that I love very much and I've told them the same thing over and over and over again. And now when they come to me for advice, I'm like, I have nothing to give you. Yeah. Go back in your files, go back in the archives and look for that advice I gave you. 10 months ago yeah but that's how it is for me yeah and that was like that was the biggest difficulty for me because of how controlling and bossy my personality naturally is like i feel like for me it's just 
so hard to allow people to do things their own way because for me it's like it needs to fall in line of the way that I expect it right it's about my expectations not that person's expectations at all they can say to me hey this is my dream and they're just talking to me about something whimsically right but then I'll go ahead take it serious and I'm like okay so it has to go like this these are the puzzle pieces they have to fit like this this is what you have to do and because this is the exact way that I would go about it right like I'm not even thinking about I think the issue I also had with advice is like I was not thinking about ways that would best suit them and their personality you're thinking about how you would I'm thinking about me I'm thinking about me when giving advice and so the thing is I had to learn like we are all very different right we all have our own life experiences our own thoughts our own dreams our own fears and the list goes on and something that might scare the shit out of me might not scare you mm-hmm. and vice versa or with other people as well and so because it's yeah with our sibling relationship we we also like we also feel and do things differently and that was something that i had to learn growing up because i really struggled with yeah it, when you, know, you were growing up you just didn't understand no. why i would do things i was just like why why can't you do six, it this way yeah especially <laughs> you being six years older than me you're yeah. like oh this isn't it this isn't gonna work and i'm like my personality is so different different from yours especially because growing up i'm just not confrontational yeah like i'm just like i like you deal with things but you're not confrontational. i'm not confrontational like i do it in a roundabout way okay like i do it in a very sugary way i'm like i'm gonna deal with it i'm gonna tell somebody but i'm not gonna tell it as, as well, blunt as you will but i feel like it depends on like the severity of the situation oh, no, something real really bad. really then you'll just i'm gonna curse you up but yeah. if it's like not that bad i'm like mm, do yeah. i want to you'll take the more like diplomatic, diplomatic there you go it's like approach which is which is very british right like they won't they'll say things in a more roundabout way mm-hmm And so, yeah, and because obviously, like, mom did her best and she said, you know, you just got to accept people for who they are. And the main thing, like, when you are keeping relationships and friendships is think about if their morals align with you because they're all going to be completely different. So, like, are they a genuinely kind and good-hearted person? So then, if so, you just have to accept them. You can't just throw a friendship or relationship away because it doesn't fit in line with, like, exactly how you want all your friendships or relationships to look. You would be doing yourself, like, a huge disservice letting her go just because you want her to be where you want her to be at at that time frame and yeah you would have done yourself a huge disservice because that person cares about you a lot and is an amazing person in your life Mm -hmm. but you guys are just on different wavelengths and I think that sometimes that's okay what I do want to say though is that at a certain point you know everyone has to accept the consequences of their actions and that water, when she may want to go drink it, may be dried up. Yeah. And she may never, ever get the opportunities yeah. that she could get now or she could have gotten in the past again. And that's not your fault. That is her fault. Yeah. So that's something that she has to deal with. And even with us, there are things that we have to deal with. There yeah. are opportunities and things that people might be telling us. Like for me, I am very, very stubborn. And a lot of people have given me different financial advice to get ahead that are in a better financial place. Mm -hmm. But because of my own fears and because of just the things that are going on in my life, I don't take it. Mm -hmm. And these opportunities may never be there again. It may just be completely gone and out and I might be shit out of luck. And at that point, I have to accept that consequence because they told me about it. They led me to it. They tried to explain everything to me and I just wasn't willing to listen. So Mm. that's a consequence that I have to deal with. Yeah. But there are two sides, uh, you know, 
of a coin, mm-hmm. you know, with you, I know that things could have been different for you in Germany. Yes. I know that things could have been different from me living on campus. Thank goodness we have the upbringing that we did to have forethought and think ahead and be smart and be savvy. But there are always going to be times where maybe we're not thinking us ahead or maybe we're not educated in a certain way. And street smarts and book smarts are totally different. Mm-hmm. So I know we have a bit of both, but we don't have it for everything. But with my grandma, I will say that, thank goodness, none of it came to fruition. (laughs) But I am still, now I look back at it, I'm still grateful that she at least said something. Because although it didn't happen, imagine if she kept her mouth shut and my mom didn't think about all the things that could happen prepare for it because I I don't know about you but when I was about to go off to campus mommy sat me down Mm -hmm. and was like you got to make sure you do this don't do that don't do this do this do that she gave me a full rundown of kind of how to move in certain situations Mm -hmm. and that helped me and maybe she wouldn't have given me that if Grammy didn't I guess put a little bit of fear in her no I think in general mommy mommy was naturally a mom her instinct is to protect but I'm saying for other you know other people but yeah but no but definitely like she just I think it was important for mommy like in the case with you and I because she definitely sat me down and stuff but like we've had extensive conversations the whole two weeks before I moved um like right after graduation because you know I moved two weeks after and so that entire two weeks we talked about it but I think she said like the thing for her that's like imperative about us moving away was like that she wanted to make sure that we understood that there can be dangers and there can be things that happen um but it's more so about keeping yourself street smart and just making sure that you figure out a solution to whatever problem because there's always a solution yeah. to yeah and you gotta fend for yourself yeah that's completely it. for sure and i mean if i'm being honest and like i think about my situation absolutely nothing you know tragic or even like negative happened when i went abroad for the summer in 2014 however like when I think about like me actually moving there, you know, because like I came back raving about it. I was so excited. Yeah. Like, can't wait to move in 2016. Remember, I was just so excited. Like, oh, in two years, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to be doing that. And, you know, but I think the thing for me is like, obviously, Grammy had that fear for me of moving to a place where, number one, it's not my mother tongue. Number two, I learned the language. Right. Yeah. Number three. I have absolutely zero relatives there. So whereas like, I feel like if I moved to England, she would have been a lot more chill. She would have been upset about me moving away, but she would be like, oh, she has a truckload of relatives. Like literally her dad's side is there. There you go, that I would have a community. And I I think the thing that I underestimated when I moved abroad is the importance, like how imperative it is actually to have a sense of community and to make sure that you like build a sense of community. So I had no community. I only had my best friend Coco, right? Who I was moving to Germany for. And when I actually look back at it, there were things that Grammy was right about. So there was a lot of overt racism and traumatic things that happened. And I didn't think about it or factor it in because I was just like oh she's just being negative right like she's just being negative she's being a, a typical worry war and it's just like I just didn't properly prepare myself for those aspects of things and do the research to see like which areas do you want to kind of shy away from and so it just blew my mind but I think the thing was that there there was still a lot of beauty and I'm still like so immensely grateful for that experience because I feel like I met a lot of wonderful people, I gained a lot of knowledge, I sharpened my expertise and skills in the workforce, and I truly feel like it's shaped me to be the woman that I, to becoming the woman that I am today, basically. And now, like, 
it was an experience that I feel like everything always has good and bad. There's no yeah. such thing as black and white. None. And there were a lot of rainbows after the storms that I have, right? So it's like those six years, I was able to learn to focus less on controlling things, learning to understand and accept the anxieties that I have because this whole time I had anxiety without even knowing that, mm-hmm. right? Without getting diagnosed. And so it was like, it allowed me the space to, and the actual desire, because I never had a desire to be to, to, change. to change, like, you know, to change at all. It's like to lead with love and with empathy. Like I definitely, lacked a huge amount of empathy it humbled you there you go so in areas that i just would never have been able to right so i ventured out and i became more humble and i think like it kind of like makes me emotional like even just talking about it but it's like i'm so grateful for still taking that risk because like at the end of the day she was she was right to a degree right but i was still gonna do what i wanted when i wanted and i can still say now after spending the six years there that i'm like I'm comfortable with the decision I made and I just learned from all the experience, whether they were positive, negative, or in between. But going back to the topic, right? When it came to my other best friend, I realized from the combo of mommy that I was just trying to lead her in a direction that I thought was best. And mommy was like, just give it time. If you see that decades go by and nothing happens, you can reassess how you want to move into the friendship. But I don't see it as like a valid reason to like cut someone off. And I wouldn't advise it from what I've seen of her character. And you know, mommy, God bless her. She had the best judgment of character. Very good judgment. You know, she had such an immense amount of patience for everyone that I will not have, that I don't want to have. But it really did come in handy just with how kind she was. Yeah, because she was just, she was honestly a living and breathing angel for the time that she was here. And I think that's why she had so much patience. But just so it's not long-winded, what is your current status, uh, Veronica, with it? Like, because I think you kind of touched on it lightly where you said, but where do you see yourself like in the future with the same? So for me, I am... On one side, I'm going to try to make sure that I'm listening mm-hmm. to more advice. I'm heeding more advice. I am being calculative and analyzing what it is that they're telling me. Instead of just leading based on my emotion, also trying to think logically. Because I'm very emotional. But trying to think logically and think about the facts and see if this is advice that suits me and also my moral compass because some people's advice is good overall Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't suit your moral compass and who you are yeah so that is something that i definitely want to do and i also know that i want to give advice freely without worrying if someone's going to take it and being offended by it Mm -hmm. so i will continue to lead people you know lead the horse to the water and when if they drink they drink if they don't they don't And I'm fine with that. But I think I'm closer to understanding now that everybody has their own upbringings. Yeah. And that everyone has to deal with their own consequences. Yeah. But I'm definitely trying to listen to people, especially in the terms if they've had long term committed and healthy relationships Mm -hmm. and marriages. I want to listen to that more. If they have really healthy, happy, stable children, I want to listen to that more. If they have more advice on how to be a wife and a mother and a good friend, um, that I want to listen more to. Because as far as financially, I definitely want to do better financially, but I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I have my home, I have my cars, I have the basics of what I need, Mm -hmm. but I really want to make sure my relationships are 
at the pinnacle of my life and that they're good and healthy for all parties involved. And which like which relationship specifically are you talking about? Oh no, just like my all of them. But okay. mostly my relationships, like the most important one is obviously my relationship with my husband because mm-hmm. that affects how my children yes. are going to be and then of course my relationship with my children and they're yeah. after everyone else in my yeah. life. Okay. But what about you? Yeah, so for me, I do feel like I've come to terms with it with as far as understanding my place. <laughs> um, with giving advice, I understand that if I'm too emotionally charged or something, I just, I, I won't waste the time if I feel like, hey, it's going to fall on deaf ears. Mm-hmm, um, because sometimes sense. certain things do, and that's okay. But sometimes it's like you need to say it, and you know that within a year and a half, it'll probably click, right? Or it might never, and at yeah. least you know you said it. Yeah, but I think that I just really got to that point and I learned that I need to be, you know, I need to be supportive and I just need to lead with being more empathetic when giving advice. So that way people feel like I'm being supportive and not judgmental of them. But I still feel like people, with people in my life, I'm going to do it just because I'm all about self-growth and constantly evolving. So I'm going to do my best to continue to like speak life into them and lead people, meaning my close relationships, like, you know, friends, family, and my future partner. So yeah, I'm more than willing to share tools, but I feel like once I actually really got to the point of lowering my main character energy and ego with that, because you know, like I just struggled because I like since I was 15, actually, I wrote out what my life was going to look like. And, and all the side characters. In your and life. everyone is for me, it's like everyone is a side character. They have like a, a script they have to follow. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I li- really wrote it out. And so now looking at it 17 years later, obviously absolutely nothing went how I expected. Like I graduated later from college than I planned on because I took the two year break. Right. And all of these things, mommy passed within three months of me literally moving abroad which is not in the plans definitely nowhere near my plans and so when i like look at everything i'm like okay but now i just right now i'm just all about learning like and continuing to to use my my discernment about when it's like necessary to lead somebody to water but most importantly to release the expectations that i have for them (laughs) and not expect them to drink in the time frame that i set so then, Veronica, what would your advice be for somebody who isn't past that point? Like, they haven't gotten to the point where we reached with the saying about leading a horse to water and not making a drink. What would your advice be for them? I would say if you're on the receiving end, yeah, um, please stop asking. <laughs> stop asking for it. No, for real, because it's, 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 it's disrespectful to some people. Is stop asking for people for advice when you know you're not going to listen. You yeah. know you're not going to take it. You know you don't care what it is. And in your heart, you're going to do what you want. And that's okay. But stop, you know, asking people for all this advice and telling people everything that's going to happen and everything you're doing. Be like, oh, woe is me. Yeah. Like, just stop it. Yeah. Stop it. When, when you're really ready for advice, when you're really ready to change your life mm-hmm. in a way not even just change your life change your life in a way that someone else can come in and help you with it then ask until then shut the hell up (laughs) like seriously (laughs) but if you're on the giving end of giving people's advice i would just say you know continue to give the best advice you can as you know as you said if you're not emotionally charged Mm -hmm. and don't make the advice about you like if you're going to give advice give it freely and make it about them and put your boundaries up if you don't want to give advice like if you are tired of giving advice or you feel like it's going to cause you emotional you know to be emotionally drained from giving advice tell people no yeah but honestly just tell them no but like my mama said don't give something to someone that you want back (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, yeah, that's so mom. Bruh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because that's what mommy was all about, right? Like, bless her. She's just very loving and generous and giving and a truly phenomenal woman. And she raised three amazing women. And I'm just so grateful for her and all the wisdom that she bestowed on us for the short time that we actually had her here on Earth. But like we said at the beginning of this episode, this episode is actually dedicated to our mommy's mother, who we call Grammy. And yeah, that's essentially it, ladies and gents. Have a good night. Have a good night from Veronica Desire and Natasha Knight. Bye. Bye, passengers. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who liked it, we release a new episode every Wednesday. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you can get that notification every time we upload. If any of you passengers have been on the same ride or reached the same destination as us and you'd like to share it with us, you can. Send it to us at shewhodoesnothear at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at shewhodoesnothear. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Our handles are at its Natasha Knight and at its Veronica Desire. We would love for you to also rate and review our podcast so that we can get your constructive feedback on what you liked, didn't like, or want more of. In the meantime, remember, she, she who does, does not hear, hear must feel. feel.